You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. I feel like who art ed? Try to spice it. Who art ed? Mr. Wood art ed me. <laughs> yeah. Either way, it, 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 it works on so many levels. I know. That's a great start. Welcome to Who Arted, where we explore visual arts in an audio medium. I'm your host, Kyle Wood, and today we're going to be looking at Janet Sobel. When we think of artists whose bold, creative vision revolutionized the world of painting in the 20th century, we seldom imagine a grandmother laying on the floor of her apartment as she paints. Perhaps that's why so few people know the name of Janet Sobel. She didn't fit with most people's expectations. She wasn't an art world insider trained at Yale or the Art Institute of Chicago. She was just a woman who loved to paint. Necessity is said to be the mother of invention, and her inventive techniques came from using the tools she had at her disposal, whether it was a brush, an eyedropper, even a vacuum cleaner. Janet Sobel did not discriminate as she used a wide array of tools to execute her vision, but that would come later. Let's start at the beginning. Janet Sobel was born in Ukraine in 1894. Her name at birth was Jenny Lekovsky. As usual, my apologies on mispronunciations. Now, when she was about 14 years old, she came to the U.S. after her father was killed by anti-Semites in the pogrom. So, in 1908, she and her family come and they settle in New York. She eventually got married, settled down, had a family, was living a nice life in Brooklyn. The story goes that she took up painting after an argument with her son Saul, who had been studying at the Art Students League of New York in the 1930s. Now, for those unfamiliar, this is the same school that many of the greats came from. George O'Keefe, Ai Weiwei, Roy Lichtenstein, Alexander Calder, Norman Rockwell, and many others came through the Art Students League of New York. If you want to learn more about any of those artists I just named, I'll include links to other episodes in the show notes. But back to Janet Sobel. Apparently, much like Roy Lichtenstein, her art career came from a giant so there to her son. I guess she said something about Saul's work, and he threw down his paintbrush, challenging her to do better. So she did. While Sobel didn't attend the Art Students League or any art school, she was extremely talented and she was willing to put in the time and effort to learn. She taught herself to paint when she was 45 years old, living in Brooklyn, New York. Initially, Sobel based her art on the traditional Ukrainian folk art she remembered from her youth. But as she developed as an artist, she gravitated towards the surrealists and automatic drawing techniques. Her work became increasingly experimental, using unconventional tools. Her husband had been a jewelry manufacturer, 
So she used some of his tools, like glass pipettes and enamel paints. She experimented with dripping the paints across the canvas, then adding more details. I imagine it must have been kind of hard to swallow when her painting career started after he got frustrated (laughs) and basically threw a fit challenging her to do better, but Saul recognized the brilliance of her work. And he began showing her paintings and connecting her with prominent surrealist artists like Max Ernst and the collector Peggy Guggenheim. Guggenheim actually considered Janet Sobel to be one of the best female painters in America and included her in her group show, The Women, in 1945. Guggenheim even gave Sobel her own show in 1946. Unfortunately, her rise in the art world came to an almost immediate end when she moved to New Jersey in 1946. She was no longer in the center of the vibrant New York art scene, and she became averse to oil paint. Unfortunately, today, most of her legacy is limited to just a short footnote in the story of Jackson Pollock, who, and I'm using giant air quotes here, invented the drip painting technique. Just so happens he invented that drip painting technique shortly after he saw Janet Sobel's drip paintings. It's been well documented that she did it first. Not only that, but he saw her work in Guggenheim's gallery and commented on its influence over his evolution as an artist. I'm happy to say, though, that while Sobel's fame was eclipsed by Pollock for quite some time, she didn't She's not without her recognition. Her painting Milky Way from 1945 is part of the collection at MoMA. I believe it's typically displayed side by side with works from Jackson Pollock, one of the first and highest profile artists to have learned from her innovative techniques. But I believe today it's in a gallery with a collection that MoMA curated with other great Ukrainian artists. Now, if you want to learn more about the artists and movements I referenced in today's episode, check the show notes where I'll have links for further exploration. And while you're at it, remember the Arts Madness tournaments coming up this spring. You can fill out the form to predict the winner, enter for a chance to win a prize, or give a shout out to a favorite teacher to give them a chance to win a $50 gift card. Remember, I'll be using the ad money I get for the month of February to give out prizes, so the more you listen, the more I can give away this spring. This concludes this week's episode of Who Arted, part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. If you found this tolerable, please leave a rating or review on your favorite podcast app. You can find images of the work being discussed this week and every week on social media at Who Arted Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And of course, on the website, whoartedpodcast.com. Podcast done.